Hey, what's good, everyone? Welcome to Straight to Amp. My name is Alex, and this is part one of our third episode. We're going to be sitting down with a good friend, Luke Jacob, for our very first interview. Following the end of the episode, we're going to have some music for you from The Boy and the Sea. Stick around. Back, like Marty and Doc Brown. Welcome to Straight to Amp. This is episode three. My name's Brian. I'm joined, as always, with Derek, Alex... How you guys doing? Good? Good. What's good? Bumping. It's a special episode today because we are joined by Luke from the LJT show. <laughs> nice you... to be here. Yeah? Are, are you sure about that? Well, I mean, so far. So far. <laughs> try, to, try to make you as comfortable as possible <laughs> with this interview. So uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, L- LJT show, all the stuff that he does, everything that he's interested in, what he's doing, his influences, the kind of music he's pumping out. And then we're going to talk with him about how it's what it's like to meet local bands, how it is to build a network connection, and, and how to kind of build up a band from the from the ground up for something that you kind of want. So hopefully you guys can can dig it, and get in on this, and enjoy the show today. So yeah. it's actually a special treat because he is our first guest on the show. Yes, welcome, welcome for that. <laughs> this is um, the greatest honor of I, my life. I should probably <laughs> throw in a disclaimer saying that I made up the line LGT show for the <laughs> for our agenda list. That's not actually what you call yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. I was like LJT show. Ooh, maybe uh, Alex knows something I don't. <laughs> you can call it. You can use that if you that, want. That's to. what it's I am. Open. I'm the LJT show. The one man show. Yeah. One man show. So. What are you, you call yourself? Just Luke Jacob Tyson now, or and do you have a formal band name behind there? Like, yeah, uh, that's a great question. Actually, um, I mean, I've been doing all music in lots of different um, iterations for a long time, but uh, yeah, I mean, we just did a solo show. Uh, I call myself Luke Jacob when I'm doing that, um, but I'm in a few bands, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm actually uh, workshopping what the what the solo project's gonna look like right now. Yeah, so are they, they're one of many different projects you have ongoing right now, is it just kind of spaghetti at the wall, seeing what sticks at this point, or? Uh, some are more um, solid than others, uh, we've been doing some work with, I, I'm a part of a band called The Boy in the Sea, Yes. and that's been going really well lately, so I kind of put the solo stuff on the back burner, um, as that's been like pretty successful. I mentioned this to uh, Derek, to uh, actually uh, the boys in the room, that you had that demo that came out that was played at the Jets show recently in January. Yeah, we, uh, we like, I'm not the biggest Jets fan, just like full disclosure. <laughs> but your shirt on the video said. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the guys in the band are big Jets fans and we wanted to do a song and a video for them, so uh, yeah, That's we awesome. wrote a song about uh, their their new, I guess it's the slogan this year, Rise Together. Rise mm-hmm. Together, yeah. Yeah, wrote a song, people liked it, made a video, everybody was supposed to wear Jets jerseys, I just wore a shirt. It's a huge Jets fan on it. <laughs> nice, we'll have to get that up when, yeah, it's, uh, when it's available. Definitely. It is available. Yep, it's up now, yeah. Sweet. Okay. So, sure then, is there, are you just like not a hockey fan or do you cheer for a different team? <laughs> oh, no, no, that's a good distinction. Um, I've never really been a hockey fan. Okay. The sports in general, but I have to say this year, like, getting into it on purpose, um, you know, watching the games for the purpose of hearing the song, because we know that they've been playing our song. Um, I don't know, it's it's growing on me. It's growing on me, starting to love it. Actually, there, we, to go back to our first episode, and you and I were talking about that, I said local sports teams should be using local artists, like for either intro music or something being played during the game. So this is like, it's it's kind of come full circle now. Like, yeah, you know, we got no somebody, kidding, that 
happened, I saw the video come up in my Facebook feed like a week after we had that conversation where yeah. you posted the demo and said this is coming. I'm like, holy shit, they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you so mentioned that, and of course, the Jets immediately started using uh, Ramstein, which is about the least local thing we've Yeah. Yeah, so um, tell us about the sound on, on Solo Project. What, what kind of sound are you gearing towards? Yeah, I'm kind of a blues rock guy, so um, I mean, like, I grew up listening to the Black Keys and the mm. White Stripes yeah. and that kind of stuff, and uh, and then have, like, slowly moved more into kind of Americana, like, um, a little more folksy singer-songwriter, so for me, it, that kind of blends it together. So it's, like, heavy on the blues, electric guitar, that kind of stuff, a little bit of an edge to it, but um, not, like, not quite the, you know, Jack White, Meg White, um, <laughs> like verging on punk aggressive duo thing. Nice. As far as Americana goes, I find that like it's a that's an incredibly interesting broad spectrum genre. Uh, oh, so yeah. like what what exactly like what are what are some of your favorite acts inside of like the Americana umbrella? Um, I mean there are lots and it kind of ranges, but um, for instance, one that I love right now is Jamestown Revival. Oh yeah. Uh, those guys are fantastic because it's like it's just got like a tinge. Of blues and a tinge of rock, but it's kind of country. Yeah. But it's like good country, like not country that you'd hear on like top forty country radio. Right, like you know, like real Johnny Cash ass country, right? Like. Yeah, it's like we modernized yeah. these old, um, like, titans of country music who were doing it at the beginning, and like just brought it into this modern sound. Same sort of idea as like um, Nick Thirteen, who's the the guitarist from Tigers or uh, not Tigers Jaw, uh, Tiger Army. The, the punk okay, band, they, yeah. he, he came out with a solo Americana album too, so that's the same sort of idea, right? Like yeah, this. I feel like it's having this revival. Yeah. Like there's so much of it coming out, and there's so many people doing it really, really well. Um, another one for me is The Lone Bellow. Okay. They're really, really good. Uh, they just came out with a new album, and they're doing really well. So, like, you you feel like the Americana style could kind of fly in Canada, where, where there's not as much of as, like, a non-pop country-based <laughs> fan base, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, do you think that you can make that work? Well, I mean, I've been, like, I used to listen to a lot of CBC Radio 2. Right. Um, and, like, have kind of, I, I try to keep my finger on the pulse of Canadian music. Um, and I, I feel like, in like, Canada almost has its own version of Americana that's been going on for a long time. Okay. But it's just, like, always a little bit under the radar. It's, it's, it's like, um... Oh man, I'm struggling to think of examples now. Even like White Horse. Oh, is kind yeah. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot of bands like that that like they're not quite Americana, but they're close enough. Canadiana. If maybe, you will. It's yeah, Canadiana. maybe it's Canadiana. Maybe it's its own I feel thing. like I've heard that coin yeah. before, so that might explain it. Yeah, it's something. It's like that stuff that's like a little country, a little blues. It's a little rock, but it's not like, but it's not quite rock or pop. It's not something else that you'd be hearing on top forty. Yeah. Another guy that kind of stands out to me with that sounds like Matt Mays. Oh, yeah, Matt Mays, Mays. is a great one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Canadian. Great artist. Yeah, and actually, uh, one that I just got turned on to recently is Adam Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Who's, yeah. like, he plays guitar with, um, I think, White Horse when they go on tour, or maybe I'm getting that mixed up, but he's got a solo album that just came out. Like the actor Adam Baldwin, or a no, different Adam Baldwin? different, very different. <laughs> Not part of his album. <laughs> Not the actor Adam Baldwin. Another forgotten Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> He's not forgotten. He played Jane and Firefly, man. Yeah. <laughs> Super important. The most important thing you could any of the Baldwins have ever done. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's really cool. Um, I was mentioning when when we were first listening that uh, I, I felt that your solo stuff kind of had a real 
Tom Waits feel to it. I don't know if oh, that's yeah. something that you're trying to angle for. But. <laughs> that's one of those, Tom Waits is one of those great ones where, like, I started singing and I started, like, finding gigs and playing my music for people. And people were like, you really sound like Tom Waits. And I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> and, then I, and then I listened to it. I was like, oh, yeah. So it's, it's almost like a... And it was the same thing actually with July Talk. Oh yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. July, I, I, someone heard my music and they're like, "You sound like you must love July Talk." I was like, "I've never heard of that." <laughs> and so it's like, it's like I, I sort of like come to that same sound independently, then discover them because people bring me these parallels. Yeah. And then that's why. And then it kind of reflects back, and I like lean into it a little more. I think, yeah. Because then I get super like I'm super into Tom Waits, super into July Talk. Well, yeah. I mean, like if you're already creating music that sounds like that, that's something like you create music that you that you want to hear. So if there's already somebody that's creating Absolutely. music like that. It just makes sense to listen to it. Right? I love it. Yeah. 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 Versus if you go out and replicate yourself after that person, you're finding out after the fact that you sound like this person. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I feel like like the fact that I sound like Tom Waits doesn't take away from anything because I did it independently yeah. and then no, you know, somebody else brought the parallel. It's great. So, I mean, obviously it's like really, it, it's interesting to try and find gigs in this city uh, just in general. There's a lot of awesome places to gig. How do you, how do you go about kind of like, do you, are you the one that sets up or d develops your, when you're, when and why you're gigging or is that sort of like a collaborative effort? Yeah. I, for me, it's, um, like, I didn't grow up in Winnipeg, I grew up in Steinbeck. Okay. And um, I've been living here for five years. So, like, when I was in high school playing with bands, like, we were playing out there, you know, small right. town, small town gigs. Um, so I didn't really grow up in that scene of, like, having a bunch of high school friends who are all, like, in the scene now. It's totally different. Um, so for me, it's, like, it's kind of a mixture of, I can, I'll, like, call up or email, you know, the, the booking people at places like the Windsor, which is one of my favorite places to play. Uh, the Windsor is amazing. Right on. Just one of those quintessential dive bars. Uh, there's places like that where, you know, it's, it's easier to get a show uh, because, you know, as long as they're not busy, they're looking for something. Right. At least that's been my experience. Maybe uh, I, you know, send them my music and say I want to play and they're like, yeah, come on down. But, um, but then like, we did the show at Le Garage uh, a few weeks ago yeah. in January, and uh, that was just you know having some friends in bands who need an opening act or need a closing act if it's a late night show. Uh, so for me, it's just like making sure that you're talking to people, you got a lot of friends, and that they know that you're looking for gigs. And, yeah, you know they know yeah. your music. I think that was one of our key things we wanted to go on today was like talking about like as a musician, how do you go about finding other musicians and see like like you talked about like going up to Steinbeck and having a small group of friends that you, know, you would jam with. But if you were a solo musician going out there to find other bandmates, how would you yeah. go about it? And then, then like finding other bands to play with to fill up a band night, like like I love Raj, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I think like finding finding other bands to put on a bill with you or to get on a bill uh, with is a little easier because that's just a matter of like, um, you know, getting connected, whether it's on social media, it's super easy to get connected with other bands, try to share resources. Um, bandmates even. Yeah. yeah, share bandmates, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Have, uh, to me, one of the big ones has been having someone like just come down and jam, like mm -hmm. not saying I'm looking for a keyboard player, just mm -hmm. saying like, hey, I, you know, I, you play music, I've got a band, you should come jam with us. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe that person loves it. Yeah, see, join if, the band. see if you, like, you gel together. If it, Works out. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to formally looking for, um, you know, somebody to, to join your band in a certain role. I feel like that's, it's almost like dating, like, 
Like now, all of a sudden, you're like online dating. Like I've never met you before, but I hear you play the drums. Like, yeah. can you come and like play drums? Well, he looks good on guitar, so I'll swipe right. <laughs> and then I'll have to meet him in person here. How good he really sounds. Yeah, oh. like those bands where like you know we're holding auditions or we're trying to find you know this we're trying to fill this one spot and they're just putting it out there. Like to me, that feels awkward, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. We had. When I used to play this old band, we used to share a space with another drummer. This guy had every piece of equipment, played every instrument, but he could not get his band together. So every once in a while, he, we'd just invite him over and he'd get to just, we'd all just jam together and learn each other's songs. Oh, yeah. Never really worked out in the end. We never mm-hmm. had to call him for a show, but just having someone that could fill in for that guitar and bass at the last minute is yeah. so nice to have. Totally. And I, I feel like, I mean, whatever, I'm still young and haven't been doing it for that long, but. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of that lately of like lots of bands seem to have their little section of the local music industry where they're all kind of friends. Mm-hmm. They know each other's music on, and they're intentional about being able to like sub in. Yeah, yeah. you have the saxophone player at your at La Grudge at that show that she played with three <laughs> oh, yeah. of your bands that, that yeah, night. That was, uh, <laughs> that was pretty serendipitous. She happened to be dating one of the guys in my band. Oh, nice. Oh. And she was like, oh, like I play saxophone. <laughs> sure, we can incorporate. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come on down. It yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be people either. It can be instruments. Yeah. I saw yeah. that show, guys, guitar, he had guitar issues. I think you brought yeah. another guitar in just like to help him out. So I'm like, oh, this is a community. This is sharing. This is awesome. <laughs> the old Scott yeah. scene used to really be like that, where like people just kind of like bump in and, and stuff like that. You know, like, oh, this song doesn't normally have a trombone, but the trombonist from the X band is here today. So like, <laughs> just come on in and jam with us, right? Yeah. Like, it's I think it's cool. fun and unique. We used yeah. to have like an extra tambourine that we give to an audience member and be like, yo, come up, you're now a new percussionist. And then I just sit out and do nothing in the back. Nice. Yeah. I remember doing shows in high school where like you would bring along extra pieces of a drum kit. And then, yeah, we'd have a song where we'd like hand someone a tom drum with a guitar strap like bolted to it. Nice. It's like, just bang on this drum, walk around. <laughs> you got this. You awesome. got this. Yeah, totally. You mentioned kind of in an odd sort of segue, you mentioned it's kind of like dating online dating nowadays and so Derek and I that was actually something we were talking about right like it's it's really difficult with like the online way that it works now right like there's a bunch of different ways Kijiji and you said band mix was another one yeah where where you know it's like people that go on there intentionally looking for specifically a certain thing or like attempting to hook up with other people and hook up being the operative word here (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah I mean like Intentional, <laughs> trust me. Yeah, and like the, the, like something like this bad mix site, it's kind of like, it's just like a dating website. Like, put all your info on your bio, what you're looking for, what you do, people find you. You do, and you have to pay for it too. Which oh, is yeah. supposed to make sure that people are serious, but you never yeah. really know. Yeah, yeah so if, if you want to contact these people within the website, you do have to pay for the services. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's just like, that, that's a bit of a deterrent to some people. Like, ah, why would I pay for this? I can I just put an ad on Kijiji. Like, you know, a drummer looking for guitar players on Kijiji, that's free. Yeah, I think it's meant for that musician that's just really sick of Kijiji at that point because yeah. it's hard. If you've been doing yeah. it for long enough, looking for a new bassist, drummer, summon, all you're always looking for something. Yeah, yeah. I've never put out an ad like that, but I know that like I have friends who have, and I've sometimes perused the listings on Kijiji, and it's like, man, I don't know. I would never trust Kijiji for something like that. Like to, for me, it would be Facebook. Yeah. You know, set the post to public and get your musician friends to share it. That's a good yeah. Idea. Yeah. That's actually that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, because yeah. like I don't know, like it, to me it just kind of seems like if if it ends up going down the same sort of way as like the online dating path, 
all that's going to end up happening is the same sort of nonsense, right? Where you, you end up messaging someone and you talk to them for like a couple of weeks and then somebody ghosts somebody and yeah. you just are left with a giant feeling of emptiness after totally. <laughs> Well, I thought we had something, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and because like nobody, nobody on the internet acts like an adult anymore. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a very good point. Yeah. And I, I've had like, this was whatever, I, I won't mention any names and this, and it really wasn't that bad, but I've had like people who have brought in to jam with the band you know, because like we're a we're a pretty small four piece band, and it's like it'd be great to get an extra guitar player or a keyboard player or whatever. And I've had people come in and jam where like I just met them, I know that they're talented. I'm like, hey, like you should come jam sometime. They're like, yeah, great. They come down, they jam. I'm like, hey, like want to do it again next week? <laughs> nah, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I'm kind of busy. And yeah, it's like it's yeah. the worst. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I've, I've been like, on both I've sides of that. There. I'm like, I'm yeah. back. <laughs> I've definitely been on both sides of that where I'm like, yeah, I'll come out and play. You know, see what it's like. But if I know going in that I never have time for another band or something's going on, I'm try, I used to try and be up front. But, like, once you're in the room, there's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. It's like being on the first date and, like, they're trying to wheel you back to their apartment. That's like, no, I just <laughs> want to go home tonight, TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to go make a human burrito out of myself and watch about 20 episodes of Next Generation. When, and when you say with there being, it's like a first date and there's a lot of pressure, like, yeah, it's... It, because it's the first time, it's not going to be great. Like, right oh no, oh, yeah. <laughs> this person isn't coming and knowing what you're doing. So it's like you you almost have to like set the bar lower or like facilitate some kind of a way that this is going to be easy for them. Yeah. yeah, throw all the rules of first impressions. Yeah, yeah. Remember the big looking for my first singer on Kijiji, and that was an adventure. First, he didn't show the guy we ended up getting didn't show up for the first time. There's some confusion in the email. We had a few other people come in that were just really nice but really kind of eccentric in a way there's something always off it's like yeah maybe maybe not yeah. and they would really like someone and they'd be looking at us and be like eh, yeah you know maybe not and then they just kind of like scuttle out the door really quickly um it's 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 fun because you get to a lot of, meet a lot of musicians and sometimes yeah. you actually see them later down the road it's like oh hey yeah, yeah. and then you I, I think that's the best thing about Win- like Winnipeg is small, so I think toss away technology and finding everybody. I think it's the you know it's the inner networking within everybody and meeting other bands, like and meeting other musicians. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time though, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta like you gotta build that network. Yeah. yeah. Especially after you play a few shows, you meet a few of the artists afterwards, have some beers with them, and then they will remember you, right? Totally. Well, for me, one of the biggest things has been, and this is like I have no affiliation with with Manitoba Music, so this isn't like a shameless plug. This is just like, honestly, um, I've been a member of Manitoba Music um, through a few different bands and organizations over the years, on and off. And um, the first time I like paid for a membership and then didn't really go and take advantage of it, I was like, yeah, that was a waste of time and money. But um, the last couple times I've been like, really spending time doing it. And uh, I'm like going to the, going to the uh, um, like workshops that they have going to the mixing events and like really investing in it and the amount of people you meet who are like there to network and there to find bandmates and there to find bands to like play on bills with it's amazing it just like like totally accelerates that that's a good program to have then just in general like i mentioned yeah. mentioned that before and I that's, think I, that's I, an I interesting think... new perspective i i didn't know they were that good for that i think yeah, john yeah. is part of our friend john is part of that too for a, a long time when he was still playing shows yeah, yeah. in the early days i think yeah, yeah. they mentioned I, like good things about it but i had never checked out the program yeah. myself I, I think i followed it but i don't think i ever knew there was networking involved with it 
I guess any sort of social event is just networking in some sort of way, shape, or form, right? But it's like we're going to chat for an hour. We're going to bring in an expert. They're going to give you a one-hour talk on something. But feel free to come early and stay late and kind of network with each other. Like that's the setup most of the time. How so? Like you end up building up a a scene, I guess, of, of bands that you that you kind of like to gig with and and like to hang out with. Does that like do you find yourself getting bored having like the same lineup or playing like the same show with the same people i do a bit yeah and i like i i've been playing a little less over the last year and now i'm trying to like ramp it up like i, I took a bit of a break because i wasn't sure what i was doing with my solo stuff but um yeah like playing with the same couple of bands i mean i love the guys that i play with but it would be great to like i don't know i think both from being in the band's perspective and from the audience perspective you want to be able to like see some new stuff you know see that band that you like going to see but then see something new as well. And uh, and then for me being in this new band that we've only been doing music for a year and we haven't really gigged um, you know, in Winnipeg seriously, it's like, yeah, I'd like to connect with some new bands that are, which it's a totally different sound. Yeah. Like, like I, that band doesn't fit with what I was doing with solo music, so we gotta find some new people. Like finding like the right artists to play with overall takes some time too, eh? Yeah. That's, that was something I thought about near the end of my last band that I actually gigged with is just finding the right artists that sounded good with us but also complemented and contrasted. Yeah. So we'd find some really cool but different artists that were just totally different from what we sounded because we're your generic rock as loud and hard as we could <laughs> as made with as many instruments as we could type of band. And then we'd have just like the average just like solo singer that would just kind of come in with guitar really softly mm -hmm. and everyone nice and then we come in and be like okay we need more drums yeah. uh do we have drums okay we need more guitar amps stack them so, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you talk about it takes time like to like start from point a to get to point b like where you all the different kind of things you'll do and all the different kind of bands will be in the different sounds you'll go through i was actually watching a documentary called hired guns on netflix and the guy who produced it actually is a lead guitar for a band called five figure death punch so a pretty heavy metal band and um, but he his start is kind of interesting. Like he was asked, like he I guess he was just like a hired gun to start with, and he was playing with um, uh, Mandy Moore and Hillary Duff. What? <laughs> yeah, he used to, like what? he was like playing acoustic for Mandy Moore. He was and then he went on tour when Hillary Duff actually had music. And um, Alice Cooper, I guess, saw him in the, in the Hillary Duff band, looking at him like this guy looks heavy metal. Like he's tattooed and rocked out, does solos. He goes, I want him in my band. So he brings him into his band, and he also did he did um, projects with uh, Vince when Vince Neil did Soul Project from Molly Crew, and then he just got kind of said, "No, I need to do my own thing now." Then like a buddy that he played drums with in Alice Cooper um, started this band with Five Finger Death Punch, and he saw went and saw them live. He's like, "That's what I need to do." Now he's I mean contributor to the band, writes his own music. But it's funny where you started from to where you get. How you go from <laughs> Hillary Duff and Mandy Moore to. Um, wow. Heavy metal band, like it just the the sound and the imagery just changes over time. It's all who you meet, who you network with, and actually the cool thing about this documentary. I don't want to get too far off topic here, but Alice Cooper is like the coolest guy in music because he he gives everybody a chance. He just he constantly rotates his band and gives everybody all these um, instrumentalists a chance to shine. And then once they go and break off and get, get picked up by other bands or go start their own side projects, he totally embraces it. But he's all about giving somebody a chance and moving them on. That's actually really good. Yeah, definitely recommend watching that documentary. It's called Hired Guns. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that there's not like, 
I don't know, Winnipeg being such a small place, it's like there's not a there's not a lot of bands who can sort of be that band no. that like that, that could be that <laughs> yeah you know in, in like a much smaller scale here in Winnipeg because as, as soon as a band is like big enough to go outside the city they do yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah nobody yeah. stays <laughs> I mean and like stay I mean whether you like staying is a bit of a relative term in the sense of like are you playing a bunch of local shows or are you still like based out of Winnipeg quote unquote but I mean to me Royal Canoe is a good example where. Mm. kind of started as a collaborative project between a couple of different bands and then they were like whoa this side project is like way better than anything else we're doing gets pretty big starts going on tours being successful but like they keep coming home and getting involved with like local festivals well, and stuff. Mobita Galore is the same way they do the oh, same yeah. sort of thing they're they're like not necessarily in like the way that they came together but they got they got big and then they you know they do a bunch of tours and stuff but still come home and, and do local shows and, and yeah. get involved which is really nice I, I really like to see those bands who like yeah, they get big. They break outside the Winnipeg bubble, uh, but like kind of come back and mm-hmm. like n- help to nurture the scene. Yeah, they like help reinforce all the networks and bring new projects in. Yeah, just like totally. having them at the WSO last year was insane. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And they did the bike jam as well, which is really fun. Yeah, yeah, and even like the like with Royal Canoe, like the videos that they do yeah. is very much like. Um, tributing to their Winnipeg roots. It's nice. all, yeah, they just no 204 left, right, and center. Nice. Yeah. So it. they're kind of embracing the, the tragically hip mentality into the Winnipeg scene. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. homie. Yeah, it's homie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's a wrap for part one of our third episode. Join us next time for the second half. Coming up from Stunback, Manitoba is a new single from The Boy in the Sea called Nobody. Enjoy.